When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, and after this episode, make sure you go back and listen to yesterday's interview. It was a really good one. Social media is a great way to connect and express yourself, but if you're able to turn it into a cash-flowing machine too, that would be such a bad thing, would it? There's a lot of talk about whether or not you should stay on Robinhood. Is it safe? I've spoken on it once or twice on various platforms, but I thought I'd give you my honest opinion here. So stay tuned. For me, it was a thought of putting my mom in a nursing home. It was a thought that, you know, I wouldn't be able to go to all the track meets and basketball games and dance recitals, all the things that my children did when they were older. It was a thought of, you know, not being able to travel the world and being stuck in my city or hometown for the rest of my life. That's what got me into stocks. That's what got me into trying to invest in myself to learn and to grow and to create financial freedom for myself and my family. That's why I created the Stock Market 101 course. Learning stocks and getting started can be difficult for some people because it's an industry that's not taught in school. So I try to break it down in the simplest way and also give you as many tools as you needed to get started. So If any of those things are a reason for you to get started seeking financial freedom, be it your family, your mama, your kids, your father, your grandparents, whatever inspires you to get into the stock market, let that be the reason that you check out my course. Go to gum.co slash learn stocks. That's G-U-M dot C-O slash learn stocks. If your mama, your kids, or your grandparents are enough motivation for you to get started seeking financial freedom, let me help. Go check out my course and see if it's for you. I'm sure everybody's asking this question after the events last week, and the truth is, you're right to ask it. And just so you know, I'm sticking with Ramhood account for my trading Though I do keep my long-term holding and family accounts on TD Ameritrade. I like to use both. But here's what Robinhood emailed to its users. If you have an account with Robinhood, you definitely got it too. Titled, A Note from Robinhood. For Robinhood to operate, we must meet clearinghouse deposit requirements to support customer trades. Deposit requirements are determined in part by how much a stock a firm's customers hold. If a firm's customers' holdings are volatile... A broker, in this case Robinhood, is obligated to meet higher deposit requirements. 
Last week, in part due to volatility in some popular stocks, Robinhood's deposit requirements rose tenfold. The combination of the deposit increase and the extraordinary increase in volume on these particular symbols led us to put temporary buying restrictions in place on a small number of these stocks. We had to take steps to limit buying in those volatile stocks to ensure we could comfortably meet our deposit obligations. We didn't want to stop people from buying stocks, and we certainly weren't trying to help hedge funds. Now that's directly from Robinhood. Now the confidence I have in using this platform in particular comes from the FDIC insurance of up to 250000 Now, most platforms have this, but it just so happens that I'm using Robinhood TD Ameritrade. But the idea is that no matter what, if you lose your money, you're guaranteed up to $250,000 in losses, and it's guaranteed by the government. So if uh, Robinhood, something were to happen with a lawsuit or whatever, if you have X amount of dollars, as long as it's less than $250,000, you're guaranteed to get it back. Now, you know, if I had more than $250,000 in Robinhood, I might consider moving a sizable portion off of Robinhood and maintaining a smaller balance, but I don't have $250,000 on Robinhood, so I'm not worried. Now, the second thing that really doesn't bother me is that when I submit my orders in Robinhood, I use a limit order. I don't market order. Now, a lot of people have a problem with Robinhood's uh, lack of accuracy with quotes or maybe the lagging behind and on, on pricing. Um, not knowing specifically what you're going to get filled at. By using limit orders, which I've said in earlier episodes, you can set a specific price. Now, I use TD Ameritrade to scan the option chain before I put in an order on Robinhood. So before I do anything on Robinhood, I always look at TD Ameritrade to watch my charts, but also to look at the option chain. When I see a price that I like, I put that price directly into Robinhood, not at the market, but I put it at the specific limit that I want. So if it doesn't hit my price criteria, I just don't buy it. By doing that, I'm protecting myself against any slippage due to Robinhood's delays or inaccurate uh, readings for their option chain. And in addition to that, you know, personally, in the early morning when Robinhood is acting really slow and laggy, for me it's good because there's some plays that, whether or not they'd be successful or not, that I want to make early in the day that when I go on Robinhood, it's so slow that it makes it you know almost impossible for me to get filled in some of my early orders. For me, that's a really good thing because I don't really want to act impulsively in the market. Sometimes I get tempted to do so. Uh, And whether or not the play would would have worked, whether or not it would have lost me or gained me a lot of money, my my job in the market is to not act off impulse and act off emotions and to be very strategic about the positions I enter. So that early morning slowdown for me, those first 15 to 30 minutes, work in my favor. Now, this is just my opinion. The idea of leaving a, a platform as a matter of principle is a little off base here. Because first of all, a lot of platforms did the same thing, restricting trading on a lot of different uh, securities during last week's volatility, including TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade is one of the most trusted platforms for or for uh, participating in financial markets on the planet. So if TD Ameritrade did the same thing, I think Robinhood should be cut a little bit of slack. And TD Ameritrade, by the way, has a, a um, has deposits. They don't have to worry about liquidity 
within their platform, right? They don't have to worry about it. There's so many funds on, on TD Ameritrade. But even they did the same thing Robinhood did because the volatility was just too much for their service to really handle at the time. Now, the reality of it is that a lot of servers, a lot of platforms are going to be slow. Thinkorswim was slow today, and we're not dealing with all that, um, you know, we're not dealing with all that volatility as we were last week. And TD Ameritrade was still slow. The reality of it is just so many new traders. And with the added uh, advent of the stimulus, the economic shutdown, the increase in, in free cash in the system, a lot of money is being traded on these platforms because more people are moving to trading stocks and buying investments and, you know, looking for ways to kind of work together to pump and dump stocks. A lot more of this is happening due to social media um, again, easy access to cash. The fact that you can take out a margin with your broker, it's easier to borrow money from a broker than it is to borrow money from a bank, right? If you think about that, if you go to a bank to borrow money to buy stocks, you won't get a loan, but you can borrow, you know, your know, 50% margin from a broker to buy stocks. And again, that's all borrowed money. So there's a lot of money and excitement and new people in the markets um, and new strategies of ways to pull money out of the markets that a lot of these brokerages are going to do what they have to do to protect themselves. Whether or not there's a hidden agenda, I have no idea. I don't work for Rob Mahood. I don't know what's going through their head. But I do know that all that I can know based on what's really obvious is the idea of liquidity and making sure the funds are there and to stay up to SEC regulations, all those things are going to be put under pressure for a lot of these brokerages because of this change in um, excitement among people, which is good. You know, the excitement is good. The idea, you know, realistically, let's look at it. Robin Hood was a bridge to millions of people because they made it more comfortable to trade and invest. Now, a lot of smaller companies also helped with that. So, you know, Cash App, um, Webull, things like that. There's other platforms that made it easier to you know, trade and invest as a retail trader, but Robinhood essentially became like the the forefront of that movement, right? We'll go also if they're first or whether they do the best job, they were the forefront of that movement. So there's a lot of emotional ties to Robinhood because when you get into a relationship with someone, that first love is always the worst. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that first love is always the worst. So people feel almost betrayed because they saw Robinhood as their, you know, as their champion, of the retail trader and they felt like they got betrayed, which is, you know, it's justified. It's emotional. It can be hard. But I, I think it's it's important for us to look at it in, in terms of the question that I posed of should you keep using Robinhood from a very factual and, um, you know, statistical basis of if you don't have $250,000 or more in your account, you're pretty safe, right? You're as safe as you would be on any other platform. As opposed to them not doing the best to give us the best orders, even if you feel that's true, you can still do limit orders and find the best um, options, prices, using a different platform if you so choose. But whatever your decision, you know, I just wanted to to get on here and let you know that it is very safe to trade and invest in Robinhood. Now, it's not advice, but that's just me looking at the facts. It's very safe to invest and trade on Robinhood because your money isn't short. The heavy volume slowdown in the first 15 minutes sucks, and maybe you go to a different platform to avoid it. I know I use Thinkorswim um, 
to look at my charts, and I will tell you the same thing has been happening with TD Ameritrade, which is Thinkorswim is TD Ameritrade's trading platform. The same thing's been happening with TD Ameritrade. Those first 50 minutes have been very, very laggy the last couple of days, so uh, it really isn't just TD Ameritrade. I mean, it really isn't just Robinhood. And the reality of it is, and I'm being very frank here, a lot of people are not good at trading. So those first 15 to 30 minutes that there's a slowdown has probably protected people from losing thousands and thousands of dollars, right? More money is lost in those first 15 minutes than any other time period combined for trading in the markets, right? Any of those market open hours. So those first 15 minutes, 30 minutes are dangerous and low-key it is very, um, I guess, beneficial, you know, hidden disguise benefit of Robinhood that a lot of retail traders aren't able to trade as heavily as they want in those first couple of minutes because it does protect themselves from themselves. Um, so those are some things I want to really get off, I guess, my chest, but also to talk to you and keep you kind of educated and informed as to what I'm doing. I'm still using Robinhood, right? Should I get over $250,000 on the platform? I'll move a sizable amount over to TD Ameritrade, but when I move it, it's going to be for a long-term portfolio. I'm okay trading on TD Ameritrade. I mean, excuse me. I'm okay, I'm okay trading on Robinhood. It's very convenient. Um, but again, to each zone. But regardless of what platform you trade on, whatever you choose, it's your decision. As long as you follow your rules, and then we'll go back to the same thing I always say. If as long as you go back to your rules, you follow your rules, you're disciplined, you make smart money management decisions, you, you mitigate your risk, it doesn't matter what platform you're trading on, you can have success and you can protect your money and your finances for you and your family. My birthday is only 13 days away. That's right. I was born on February 15th and there's two ways you can show your support. Consider these a birthday gift to your favorite stock market podcaster. Take a second and follow the Instagram page. That's gift number one to me, at Market Adventures Podcast. Next, leave a two to five word review with five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. That's two to five words. You can just say, great show, or I love this show here. That's five, right? All you have to do to make my birthday better than it's ever been before is those two things. Follow the page at Market Adventures Podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. Now, I told you I'd be doing a money giveaway to celebrate hitting 500,000 downloads on the show. That's half a million downloads in just six months. That's incredible. Maybe I'll choose someone who left a review on the show. Maybe I'll choose an Instagram follower. Who knows? We'll have to see, but it's better you put yourself in a position where you just might win that easy cash. Anyways, before you go, I, as your uh, friendly neighborhood podcaster, have taken on the responsibility to remind you that wherever you are and in whatever you do, never ask for security. Always seek adventure. Adventure.